0: Lord, we thank you, O God. We praise you, O God. Hallelujah. We continue to lift your name up, O God. Your word says if we lift you up, you'll draw the men onto us, O God. So, Lord, we thank you, O God. We thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you even for this gathering on today, dear Heavenly Father. Your people in one place, O God, who have gathered to hear your word, O God. So, Lord, I ask, oh, God, Lord, as I stand before your people, oh, God, Lord, I pray that you would word my mouth, oh, God. Lord, give me what to say exactly how you gave it to me, oh, God, that it might reach your people, oh, God, right where they are, oh, God. Give them just what they need, oh, God, to push them that much further, dear Heavenly Father. And, Lord, I'll thank you for it. I'll praise you for it, oh, God. And, Lord, as I stand here, oh, God, Lord, I pray for our first lady, oh God. Lord, and I pray that you touch her in her body, oh God. Touch her, oh God, hallelujah. Oh God, the vertigo, it has to go, oh God. Lord, take it away, oh God, hallelujah. Oh God, restore her, oh God, hallelujah that it might not continue to be an ailment, oh God. And whatever else is going on, oh God, Lord, we pray that you remove it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, glory, oh God. Restore her back to 100, oh God, and then give her a little bit more, oh God. Touch her in her heart, her mind, oh God, that she may be able to push that much more with a glad heart, with a joyful spirit, oh God. In your precious name, all these things I ask and I pray, I say amen and amen, praise God. You may be seated, you may be seated, amen, hallelujah. As pastor said, it is the last Sunday of 2023, oh God. And I am humbled to be before all of you, amen. About a month ago, First Lady spoke, and when she spoke, she, um, her title was, You Haven't Walked In My Shoes. But as she was speaking, she talked about, she was speaking about the lady with the issue of blood. And all of the witnesses that were there, right? So many people kind of enthralled around, um, and she pressed her way and she touched the hem of his garment we know the story amen but first lady spoke about from the witness perspective and all of the people that were blessed right and should have taken that blessing and that miracle and should have spread it to the people so that they could be blessed right and so that they could praise and get a blessing and a miracle of their own through their worship and excitement for their sister. Amen? Amen. Because that's what we're called to do. We are called to be glad for our brother and our sister. Amen? Amen. But as I thought about when she spoke, It has not left me a thought that crossed my mind. What about those people who took the blessing and saw the miracle and they sat on it? They didn't worship, they didn't praise, they didn't tell anybody. They sat on it. Those people that walked away and said, but what about me? I pressed my way too. What about me? I thought about those people and it led me so what we're going to talk about today i'm going to talk about three things i'm going to talk about witnesses mindsets and warriors witnesses mindsets and warriors praise god before i go any further i want to say happy birthday to deacon Burt over in the corner amen amen praise god Praise God. If you would, now that all of you guys are all comfortable sitting back down, I'm going to ask that you stand up, please, and thank you. And turn with me to Joshua 14 and 12. Amen. And it reads, Now, therefore, give me this mountain, Whereof the Lord spake in that day, for thou hearest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be, the Lord will be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. The word is blessed. You may be seated. Amen. Amen amen so the person that is speaking right now is caleb right and caleb is making a declaration that he can go forth and we know that this story is a long story right we're going to spend a little time in numbers numbers 13 go with me you don't have to stand up but just go with me and read along as i go So in Numbers 13, verse 1, it starts out and saying, God told Moses to choose 12 spies. He told Moses to choose men to go and spy out Canaan, which is the promised land. And at this point, the Israelites are all very aware that this land is promised to them. Amen? Amen. So it says that Moses chose 12 men. He chose a leader from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Amen. So he chose leaders to be spies. Amen. And verse 3 is saying that they are in the desert of Paran. And so just so that you know some context about the desert of Paran. It's near Sinai where the children of Israel built the golden image, right? And um, also about the desert of Paran. This um, Hagar and Ishmael, when they fled into the desert, at one point they landed in Paran and that's where the angel came and spoke to them, amen? As well, when Samuel died, David went to the desert of Paran, Amen. So this desert of Paran, though it's seemingly in the middle of nowhere, people get some get some uh, some visits, Amen. They go there to get some strength, Amen, Amen. But the desert is a desert nonetheless, and so it's unpleasant, and. I looked up just for the sake of, we all know what a desert is, but just to put it into perspective. And by definition, a desert is a arid place. It's an arid ecosystem, which means it gets 10 inches or less of rain annually. So there's the water, nope, they don't have that. Also, in the desert, it says there is little to no animals and plants because there's no way to sustain. Amen. Pastor, you talked about this a little bit a little while ago, so I'm going to touch on what you talked about. But I promise I'm not going to take what you said. Amen. Praise God. So they are in the desert. And so food is scarce. They're being fed by manna, praise God, and though manna will sustain, you might still be a little bit hungry, amen? Amen, so the leaders who were chosen to be spies are told to go out to Canaan, and they got a very specific set of instructions. They were told to go and seek out that land, right? They were told to figure out, like, Who lives there? What are they doing? What does the land look like? Is it good soil, bad soil? What is the vegetation like? Is it fenced in, is it fortified, or is it wide open like this land that we have been promised, what exactly do we have to look forward to, right? So they went. They were asked to be witnesses. Amen? And they went. They took the journey. And it doesn't talk a whole lot about the journey, but they went. And they saw everything that was there. They got to witness every piece of this promised land. And they even were asked to bring back some vegetation, some fruit, because it was the first harvest. And this harvest and this promised land was so great. The soil was so good that it said they grabbed just one cluster of grapes and it took two of those men to put the grapes on a staff and carry it back. It also said they grabbed pomegranates and here goes figs again, amen, amen. So we know all about figs, we know about the beautiful thing the benefits of figs, but I'm gonna take a second and tell you about the benefits of grapes and pomegranates too, because they're all superfoods, amen? So I don't count it a coincidence that they were mentioned, all right? So, grapes, benefits, it, they boost immunity, they can improve eyesight, they help with heart health, bone health, they can reduce high cholesterol, promote better sleep, and boost brain function. Okay, Pomegranates, rich in antioxidants, a great source of fiber, great source of vitamin C, helps with inflammation, helps with heart health, kidney health, and an amazing source of potassium. Just in case you forgot about figs, they help with your digestive health, your gut health, they improve inflammatory conditions, they aid in weight management, and they offer prevention from cancer. So, all of these are like, they are legit superfoods, amen. <laughs> They're superfoods. And these superfoods are growing in the land the Bible categorized, or, you know, it's said to be the land flowing with milk and honey. That's the way that it's categorized and said. But, man, that's some good soil. To, to be able to, to bring forth fruit that plenteous to where it takes two men to carry it, that's an amazing thing, amen? Amen. And maybe it's because of all the milk and the honey that's flowing. I don't know. I don't know. But that's what they got from the lamb. Praise God. So as the scripture goes on to say that it took them 40 days on this journey, from when they left to when they came back, I thought to myself, if it took them forty days, how did the children of Israel wander for forty years? I don't know, but that's a different—that's different for a different time. Amen. But we know that forty signifies some great things. In Sunday school this morning, we were talking about um, Mary. And how Mary had to, after 40 days, she had to go through a purification process, right? They wandered for 40 years, right? Jesus was in the wilderness, right? 40, 40, 40. 40 signifies the fulfillment of God's promises but there is definitely some sort of a trial some sort of a struggle and strife that is going to come with it amen and these leaders who were chosen to be spies to bear witness are no different amen amen leaders bearing witness amen so they get back to the camp and um the and we're in numbers 13. These leaders, these 12 men, they immediately go to, it says they went to Moses and they went to Aaron. And when they went to them, they told them, yes, oh, it, they went to Moses, Aaron, and the people were there too, all right? So these are the leaders in front of the people who they lead that were chosen to be spies, and now they're bearing witness. They told him, yes, the land is flowing with milk and honey. And we got these fruit from that beautiful, beautiful land. Amen? Verse 28 says, nevertheless. So anytime we see nevertheless, that means in spite of. However, it's a deviation, amen? Right. So this land that God promised, this land that we were chosen to spy out, yes, it is everything that God said it would be, yes, it is everything that we it out, yes, all of those things, yes. Nevertheless, however, but, we learned in school, right, if there's a but, everything that you said before that but, completely negated. Right. It's right. out the door, it's out the window, it don't matter. What they're saying is that does not matter because verse 28 says, the children of Anak are there. Mm-hmm. Anak, they are believed to be giants, they call them long necks right? (laughs) They're not trying to fool with them. Amen? And then they said the Amalekites dwell in the land to the south. Amalekites, just so you know, they are enemies of Israel. They deal heavily in sorcery. And I was reading something that said they were believed to transform themselves to resemble animals to keep them from capture. Amen? They sound a little scared. Amen. Um, And then they went on to say that the Hittites were there. They were also enemies of Israel. And they were powerful and an influential group. Amen. Another enemy of Israel that they mentioned, the Jebusites, were also there. And they dealt heavily in idolatry and sacrificing of children. Amen? Um, And then they talked about the Amorites, another enemy. And when I was researching, it said that they were believed to be as tall as cedar trees. That's tall. You're right. That's tall, missionary. (laughs) That is tall. And so these men are basically saying it's it's not going to work, right? And then they said in the Canaanites, Dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan, another enemy of the Israelites. And now the Canaanites, they were in a whole different league of their own. Amen. They were just condemned beginning to end. No good in them. I looked it up and it said utterly corrupt. Ain't nothing good coming out of that. Amen. So these 10 have brought back this report. And the people are all around. And again, I'm gonna say it one more time, these are the leaders of these tribes. So your leader is coming back and saying, it's not gonna work. We might as well stay put in this unpleasant place where we don't have vegetation, where we don't have food, where we are literally in the middle of what seems to be nowhere, amen? They did not have the forethought of mind to say, if God called this to send us, it might be time to go, amen? Amen, amen, hallelujah. So in verse 30, we see that Caleb he tries to steal the people. He's calming the people down, amen. He's calming them down. He's trying, to relax, relax. Listen, it's a different perspective that we can see as well. And Caleb tells them, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it, amen? Amen. Caleb understood that if God be for us, he is more. Much, much more, hello, than the world against us, amen? And he is much more than all of these enemies, amen, that God has protected us from thus far. Caleb is saying, what is wrong with y'all? Pull it together. We can handle this, amen? Amen. But even after he said that, after he gave his pep talk, Amen. After uh, he gave his Easter speech, amen. uh, The other men and the people in the tribes, they're like, uh, stop it. This is not going to work. And they begin to even say, we're destined to just die here, we're going to end here amen in verse verses 31 through 33 those 10 men who came back likened themselves in verse 33 they likened themselves to grasshoppers how are you a grasshopper if you are a part of God's chosen people amen And not only are you a part of God's chosen people, but you are one of the leaders over God's chosen people who was chosen to be a spy, to bear witness, to encourage the people, and instead, you stomping on their dream. So, have you guys ever heard of confirmation bias? Confirmation bias, for those of you who, When, so by definition, it is the tendency to interpret evidence as confirmation of one's beliefs or theories, amen? Uh, So that means if I'm feeling some type of way, my mind is going to work in overdrive to justify and validate my feelings, amen? Example, missionary Hinesworth walked right past me. She ain't even say nothing to me. So my mind is going to start to recall all the times that she might have walked past me. Every time that she might have walked past somebody else and I didn't hear her speak. I didn't see her do nothing, say nothing, and that is not the godly thing to do. Mom. That's what my mind to justify my feelings, amen? Not considering the fact that Missionary Hinesworth was running late. She was trying to get to class. Missionary Hinesworth, she ripped her dress. She was trying to get to a safe space so that she could pull herself together, right? So when we talk about mindsets, we have to be very aware, amen? But we always talk about mindsets just from the mind. But the thing with confirmation bias that it shows us is that Your mind is trying to justify what's in your heart, what you're feeling, amen? So we need to get our minds right, but we need to get our hearts right as well, amen? Amen, amen. These people, these 10 leaders got so wrapped up in their own plan and thoughts and feelings that they missed the promise, amen? They miss the fact that God has us here for a reason. He sent us on this mission for a reason. We have an assignment. They forgot to lock in to the promise. Amen. But now enters Joshua and Caleb. Amen. So in 14, the people are now saying, you should have just left us in Egypt. At least we knew what to expect. It, At least, like, our life was hard, but this is bananas. Has God really left us in this desert? Did he really bring us here to perish? Can't believe that. But that's where we're at, because that's what we're feeling. Amen? That's where we're at. That's our mindset. Amen? So now Joshua and Caleb, they are trying to convince the people that their mindset is incorrect. They're telling them, "With God, we can do this. We can press forth, amen? Amen. So I wanna talk about now the warrior piece, amen? So a warrior is defined as an individual that is trained and equipped to engage in life and death combat, amen? is someone that is willing to shed their pride, be authentic, and rise to any challenge. Someone that is willing to make and take a stand for what they believe in, amen? So we see that Caleb was a warrior, amen? He knew that God was there. God would not leave them to perish. He knew he could take the giants on as long as God was with them. Amen? So, um, I found this really interesting thing online, and I'm going to share it with you guys. And it's called Molting. Molting, M-O-L-T-I-N-G. Hermit crabs Moult. So when I first saw this, I thought, this is just a fancy word for shed. But it's a little bit deeper than that, amen? So the process of molting allows a hermit crab to discard their entire exoskeleton. They shed their old shell, they come up out of their legs, their claws, and even their eye sockets are renewed a chunk of their intestines even is shed in this process. Amen? And as I'm reading this, I'm like, man, God is so good. Like, this is, this is an amazing process. And so it happens as a result of growth. Uh-huh. So as the crab begins to grow, it starts to get a little uncomfortable. And as the discomfort comes, uh-huh. the pain locks in, right? And as the pain locks in, the crab begins to secrete a fluid that causes the old exoskeleton to detach from the actual crab while the new skeleton is forming underneath. Amen? Um, And so even if a crab were to lose a limb or a claw, through this molting process, it can even start to grow back, amen? As I was reading this, I said, Lord, nothing is lost, amen? (laughs) Nothing is lost, amen. So, the process, as I said, is extremely painful for the crab, and it's really dangerous once it starts, but it is 100% necessary. Uh It protects the crab from the bacteria, from the barnacles, from the pesticides that tend to grow on the shell. All those things that attach to you, all those thoughts, amen, that attach to you, all those people that lock in, amen, all those experiences that drag you down, amen, amen. So it's necessary so that they can, the crab itself can detach from its past if the crab is injured a man where there's some sort of a crack a man then those things that are on the exoskeleton can work their way in so they have to detach from it once the process is complete the crab is left extremely vulnerable it has a new exoskeleton it's a beautiful thing amen the crab The the way that God created this this exoskeleton on a crab, it literally has a thin seam over the front of the crab. And the crab has to put forth the effort to break through that seam. Amen. And it slowly starts to pull the, the, the shell that is hard off of its back. And once the shell is off of its back, then it can start to remove its front uh, claws, its front legs, and then it lifts up to kick the back ones off, amen, and completely does away with everything old, amen. However, once that process is done, it is left extremely vulnerable Uh because the exoskeleton cannot harden while Um, It is in its old body. So it has to find a safe place, a secret place to build its strength back up. Amen. It has to be hidden. Amen. In order for the process to work and for the crab to continue to grow and flourish as it was meant to. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. But sometimes that process fails. And when that process fails I I saw a picture, I saw several pictures of what it looks like and it literally is the shell is still sitting on its back but it's also exposed to all of those things that the shell protects it from and its legs are still in there because it has to get the shell off first before it can pull the legs out But the thing is, as the crab, as this molting process goes, the legs and the new shell start to harden Mm -hmm. on top of or underneath the old legs, Mm -hmm. which renders it defenseless. It cannot move. And all of a sudden, it's stuck. It's stuck. So this crab, for the sake of what I'm talking about today, is stuck in a witness-bearing stage. Amen. It knows what needs to happen, but it didn't fully go through the process. And so now it can never fully progress into the warrior that it was meant to be. Amen. Amen. And it's vulnerable now to all of those same parasites, barnacles, and bacteria that its shell is supposed to protect them for. It's literally an enemy to itself because it couldn't figure out how to work through that process. Amen. It couldn't figure out how to navigate through its environment. It couldn't figure out how to navigate through its circumstances. Amen amen and so now no good thing is gonna come from it Uh amen Amen. Let's go back to what I was talking about. Praise God. So in the same instance as this crab molding, these leaders got stuck in that process. They couldn't get out of their own way to see the beautiful things, hallelujah, that God had in store for them. When they talked about the promised land, they talked, they said two things. Milk and honey, we know it's milk and honey. God told us milk and honey. And the fruit, we know is fruit because you brought us back the fruit. But what about all the other beautiful things about this land? Amen? So, as we close out 2023, as we close out 2023, we need to take an inventory of ourselves amen amen we need to make a choice to no longer stay in that stagnant witness space it's nothing wrong with being a witness amen amen god calls us to be a witness amen but you gotta do something when you're a witness. Just like that crab trying to get through the molding. The molding is a natural part of the process, but the crab has to do the work to go through the process. We cannot stay comfortable in our space. So often when we talk about, uh, as, as church, church people, we say it all the time, your beginning is not where you gon' end, right? but we always say it from a place of like progression upwards. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you start here and because of your choices, you start to tick down, right? And then you start to feel disconnected. You start to feel like God is not talking to you. You start to feel like God is not moving, but you never start to feel like maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe it's something that I should be doing that I'm not doing. Amen? This is the last Sunday of 2023. We need to take an inventory of where we are, our mindsets, our hearts. Amen? Are we a witness that is actually bearing witness and telling of the goodness? Or are we that stagnant witness where we see it, but we're wondering, but what about me? But how am I? But nobody said, nobody did. Amen? Or are we a warrior? Are we like Caleb? Amen? Because Caleb said, give me that mountain. Praise God. Caleb said, if God said it, it's going to happen and God said it he said I don't care about the giants I don't care who's in the land I know what God promised me I know that there's a work for me to do hallelujah we have to declare give me that mountain Give me that mountain, hallelujah. As 2023 closes out, we need to leave everything, all of the 2023, all of those disappointments and discouragement, leave them, leave them, leave them, hallelujah. And instead in 2024, declare that if God be with me, he's more than the world against me. I can do every single thing through Christ who strengthens me, hallelujah, because he said it, he promised it. And God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will make it good. We need to go into 2024 with that mindset, hallelujah. Glory to God. We need to go into 2024 knowing that I must Produce. Hallelujah. I must produce. There's work that I have to do. Point to yourself. Point to yourself and say, I, I must produce. Must produce. There's, work There's work for me to do. No more sitting to the side, no more watching everybody else. No more looking at everything from a negative place. No more being sad and downtrodden. No more speaking down about myself. No more allowing my situation to determine my outcome. No more in 24, amen? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to embrace the growth. We got to push. A new year, amen, gives us new opportunities, amen, to be the men and the women that God has called us to be, amen. It gives us an opportunity to declare it. God spoke it. He said it. God told us it, and if y'all didn't believe it or understand it the way it's written in the Bible, listen, pastor stands up here every Sunday and tells us over and over, and in teaching over and over, and first lady with the missionaries over and over, and with the women over and over. God's promises are good. He's not gonna bring us this far to leave us, amen? Hallelujah in 2020 we thought that was the worst and god brought us through amen 2021 ooh, we thought covid was done but god brought us through 22 and now we're in 23. where you're crawling we should start walking in 24. amen where you're walking you should start running in 2024 hallelujah and if you are running, listen, leap, take a leap, sprint, but do whatever you have to do to get it right. Let the people go, drop the mindsets, the situation, quit, quit, quit accepting less. God has so much. The people of Israel dwelt in less for 40 years even though We saw, they did the journey and back in 40 days. It was no reason for it to take that long. But the people were in their own way. Get out of your way. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise God. I'm done. Praise Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.